0: Welcome to my rabbit hole with Terry Joyce. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, tonight at midnight, every uh, Friday night at midnight. I intend to upload uh, a new, uh, an, a new episode and also look out for in the future. Uh, I just got approved on anchor where I originate my podcast from that. I can now upload uh, video content. So, um, you know, It'll, my, this show will probably go mostly to video in the future, uh, but I might still just do audio as well. And what's really great with this um, particular um, app uh, is that uh, once it goes to Spotify and some of the other Apple podcasts and different podcasts that I'm on, um, especially with Spotify, it'll give the viewer the option to see the video or to just listen listen to it. Because you know, some people just like to listen to stuff and they don't want to have to watch it. Okay, this title is called the Carrot Top Story, uh, narrated by Terry Joyce. I might put that put that in the title. I'm not sure how I'm going to title this. I have I have picked out a picture and I have a a thumbnail uh, ready to go uh, with this particular video. Okay, the reason why I am uh, telling the Carrot Top Story. Uh, it's because um, in certain circles, uh, my carrot top story is somewhat inf- infamous. Uh, just recently, I did a show on my uh, Not My Rabbit Hole with Terry Joyce YouTube channel, and I did a Happy New Year live stream, and I decided to have a, um, a round table. Uh, I'm wanting to start to include other people on my shows. I know that uh, I've uploaded a few interviews here on Anchor and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but uh, I probably will go more into adding people, either interviews or little comedy bits, live streams, uh, and or uh, actual roundtables. I do like doing a panel with certain guests, I think four guests is, is, is a really great way to go and um, have a topic where people, um, Discuss the different topic depending on what that is, and uh, this particular New Year's Eve show kind of was like that. I, I just I invited some some friends, uh, some people that I have done media media with before, and or people that I actually uh, write and watch their shows. Uh, one of my guests that I had was a guy named Stephen Cambion who has a show on YouTube called Truth Seekers, and his focus. On his show is that he he explores the topic of the UFO phenomena, but he also busts fake people within the uh, alternative or the UFO conspiracy media. Uh, now, I actually was part of this media for a while. Uh, I had a, a show on Revolution Radio and American Freedom Radio, which delved into um, various conspiracy theories, uh, new world or new world order government. Um, you know, the, uh, JFK. And I'm just kind of throwing a couple random things out there. But the, you know, there was really heavy uh, exploration into time travel and UFO phenomenon, and something called a super soldier program. Uh, which uh, there's a documentary that just came out recently, and I'm going to be doing commentary commentary on that uh, on my my not my rabbit hole uh, YouTube channel. Anyways, let me get to the point. Um, I've done several shows with Stephen Cambion on truth seekers. And uh, you know, I, I really like his show. He has um, a, a musical background and he has been a magician, a uh, professional magician, uh, worked in Vegas. And uh, you know, he's, he has this you uh, stream that he does and he knows that I'm a comedian. So I have a comedian, a comic history and so, I don't know, somehow it came up about uh, about something that happened to, with me between Carrot Top and I, you know, like, because, like, there's always this thing about people that have worked in Hollywood that, you know, it's kind of wild, you know, you get hit on, there's the cast, casting couch and... um Honestly, I don't don't know if you're new to me or not, but if you do look at my stand-up history and if I admit to myself as a stand-up comic, uh, I'm actually quite um, edgy. Let's just put it that way. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm not I would I wouldn't say I was like a clean comic. I, I, I bring up edgy topics and uh, I have an an, an edgy, uh, I guess you would say even maybe even a naughty sense of humor, and uh, there have been things that I have you know creatively that I have been, uh, involved with that people might, you know, turn their nose up to or frown on me at, but, uh, but you know, I live to tell the story, right. And so this is my story about carrot top and, and, uh, the reason why the story is kind of infamous is because I don't know, maybe I've drank too much at, you know, the family Christmas party. And then it just slipped out, you know, uh, you know, of what happened or the experience Uh, you know, I've I've told some friends um, back in my wild days and I would be at comedy clubs or bars in the Pasadena, California area. And, you know, my friends would, you know, shout out in the audience and they go, and and let's see. I, I also I'm, I'm I'm not saying I don't drink so much anymore. But you know I I have had my 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 partying days, my drinking days, my club days, and uh, I would have somebody shout out at me. You know, hey Terry, tell us the carrot top story. And then I would just you know tell this version, or well, it's you know a horrendous, You know, some people found it funny. Uh, I, I I guess I've I've done it in many different ways. I've told the story in many different ways, depending on what kind of venue that I'm doing. Although I'm I'm basically saying the same thing every time because it is a true story. Um, and as you go on in life, right, and and we mature and uh, gain wisdom, uh, you start to have um, a different perspective on a story or maybe even a different way of telling it than you did 20 or 30 years ago. Cause like, like this happened, like my incident with, I'm, I'm thinking it might've been around 1994 or like 1995. Uh, and I, I don't think it was ninety six. I think it's nineteen ninety five, somewhere around the time. All I can remember is at the time when this, with with this, when this took place, was uh, kind of at the height of the beginning of the rise of Carrot Top being uh, a star, like where, where he was internationally known. And uh, and I, I looked up on the internet. I looked I looked for this specific. Photo of it, but I remember at that time that he was on the cover of Rolling Stones magazine. I read the article and he kind of looked almost like the redheaded Wendy character, you know, with the pigtails and everything. Oh, and he's male, right? And uh, in, in the article, it, it talked about him basically getting a lot of pussy. All right. Like basically it talks about him being kind of a quasi rock star. And Carrot Top was uh, successful with the college clubs, the college crowd, the college, the school system, uh, and really was a millionaire, already a, a, a made millionaire, even by just being on the college college tour and doing like a, you know, a movie and a few things. It wasn't, it didn't take him a long time uh, to be a millionaire. And he was really a millionaire um, at about the age of, I know he was at the age of 28, might've even been, he might've even been 26 at this time. Um, Now, I am older than Carrot Top, so I think that I was about 34 years old when I had this uh, interaction uh, with him. And And the story is pretty sorted, actually, but it's also kind of exciting at the same time. And I'm not doing this like to be like oh I this is a hashtag me too. This is a hashtag me too cuz you know or you know I, I guess like you know Christopher Knoth, Chris Knoth has been uh you know thrown under the bus basically too. You know like like and I, I feel bad honestly that big uh from uh from sex and the city. I thought I used to, you know, like talk about the Mandela effect. I I thought it was sex in the city. And honestly, I thought Mandela died. All right. I'm one of those people, (laughs) but, uh, So now you have Christopher Noth, you know, being kind of a perv and and hitting on waitresses and this and that and people, you know, that he meets and being Mr. Big Shot and you know being married but still hitting on women and you know going well, I don't believe in monogamy and this and that. Look, there are a lot of people in this world. That do not follow tradition, you know, hey, you meet a boy, you meet a girl, whatever, you, you know, you lose your virginity with them and the two of you have the perfect household and you live happily ever after. Uh, most of us are fleeing out there, you know, in some sort of like, you know, sin um, you know, maybe have multiple partners. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and this is the way that our, our, our culture has gone. I'm not saying that it's a good thing. But I'm just saying that it, this is more the norm than it is that, you know, oh, I married my high school sweetheart. And, you know, and we had our kids and we never use any contraceptive, <laughs> contraceptive, or, you know, you know, whatever, no prophylactics. We are we are we are in uh, you know the perfect family that that scenario you know where there's no sin of the flesh doesn't really um, doesn't really usually happen so and then and then you combine, you combine that with um, with being uh, you know an actress or a comedian or working in Hollywood where you know there's a lot of like morality missing there. At the same time, there's a lot of really great scripts that are made. There's a lot of really great films that are out there. There are a lot of things that uh, filmmakers and artists and writers do that inspire people and inspire humanity. But you know there's also you know various levels of darkness and seediness and just maybe just a lower morale i mean you think about it actors you know when you become an actress you become an actor you know there there is a possibility that hey i might do a nude scene you know i'm i might i might say a, wear, a swear word on camera I might end up you know doing a scene where it's violent or something that might not be all happy and smiley faces and also exhibit characters that have, you know a, a um, you know, a more evil or sinister agenda. All right. So you know, in that choice of what am I gonna do, like if I ever got a part, would I be naked? What is my morale about that? You know, as an as an artist, uh, you know, you got to make those choices, right? But they are but they are made every day, and what we see on the screen, uh, a lot of you know, it seems to be more and more graphic, with more and more nudity and more and more foul language. I mean, just as you know, time has gone on. But I didn't mean to ramble off on that anyway. So let me talk, get back to carrot top for a second. Carrot top, carrot top, gets made fun of a lot. Carrot top gets made fun of a lot. You know, and in the comedy world, it's you know, co- comics can be they, they've given their own rules. You know, in the comedy world, like you're not supposed to have a guitar, you're not supposed to have you know, not supposed to dress, you know, flamboyant. You're not supposed to you know, you're supposed to be a monologist. Not supposed to sing, that's sp- and definitely, definitely do not bring a, a prop up, don't be a prop act because then you're considered to be a hack. And you know, I think a lot of comedians initially were uh envious of Carrot Top because even though he broke that golden rule and used props, he was a huge success people loved him and you know but again they compared him to someone like Gallagher you know Gallagher's you know smashing fruit like it's it's, it's not it's not as intellectual it's not as thought-provoking and you know it's a lower brow uh, form of comedy and a lot of people felt that Care Top was like that and they didn't like him because of it and then the more successful he got you know the more jealous they were of him um now, I actually think – now, during the time when I was hanging out with Carrot Top, he was in town in Los Angeles because he had done a Tonight Show, one of which I watched, and it was very funny. And the props that he used were very clever, and he was clever with his material. So I, I had a certain respect for him because he wasn't just like – he really did have a joke, and the and the prop that he had made the joke funny, and the prop and he was reliant on the prop to be funny, uh, but but it, it was still smart. I thought it was still clever. I thought it was still smart. And he he was young at that time, and he had this big, he had all this red hair and very different looking. I mean, think about it. Even with him messing with his face and his body and all that kind of stuff. Nobody looks like Carrot Top. You know, I mean, you, I don't know, have you ever heard anybody go to somebody else and go, hey, you know, you, you look a lot like Carrot Top. No, you don't, you don't hear that normally. And even if you did hear that, I'm not sure the person would really like it. I know that's not, I feel bad that I'm saying that. But uh, anyway, so I should probably take a break here. I am going to take a break here for a moment and I'll, I'll be right back in just a moment to finish the carrot top story. All right. Welcome back to not my rabbit hole with Terry Joyce. All right. So, uh, I might, I might have to do like this in like 15 minute increments. I might take more than one break in this particular podcast. There's a lot I want to share with you about this. And of course I'm recollecting from memory too about things. Uh, one of the things that I I do want to make mention of was that, um, uh, there's this, uh, legendary story of, uh, of, um, carrot top being booked on, uh, the, um, not the Tonight Show, but it's, you know, the David Letterman show. Okay, I think it was David Letterman. And he was supposed to go, like, the next day was his taping. And uh, there was a fire that happened. And all of his uh, props burned. And, you know, a lot of comics, like, you know, they maliciously laughed about that. Uh, because they hated prop comedy so much, and they hated the fact that, you know, he was successful. And, you know, I mean, comics can be hateful uh, towards a person who is succeeding or getting things or getting notoriety that they're not getting, and especially if they are a, a prop act. All right, so um, let's go back to the 1990, I think it's 1995, 1996, i was uh, living in an apartment sharing an apartment with my brother and a lot of times when comics go on the road and, and let's say I'm working in Texas and there's a comedian that I know that lives in Texas. And if they're in Texas at that time and you're working a club or you're doing some one nighters or whatever, you need a place to crash. A lot of comedians will offer their home for you to, to crash in or stay at uh, in between gigs or whatever. And so when, when comedians came into um, L.A., my brother and I, my brother was gracious, too, about it. We opened our home up, you know, to have like a comedian stay with us if it. if if the opportunity arose. And there was this one guy, his name is Bob, and to tell you the truth, I cannot remember. I cannot remember his last name right now, and I feel really bad about that, so I have to apologize, Bob, but shout out to you anyways. Um, Bob was from, uh, I, I think, like, Carrot Top is from either North Carolina or South Carolina. And so is Bob. And they were they they were part of the same sort of like comedy uh circuit. And Bob smoked a lot of cigarettes and had this really gravelly voice. And you know, like he would he was kind of a character like he'd go, "You know what? Madonna's a whore, And they would go on about Madonna and everything. And I remember at that time, times when Bob did stay at my place. Not this time. There's another time that Bob was at my place. And uh, I had bought a new car. And then 20 minutes after I bought it, I crashed it. And uh, I was going to a catering gig. Because at this time of my life, let me just describe to you what I look like. I had black hair. I had like, and sometimes I dyed it blue black. And I, I put it in like a little bob, like a shorter bob, like that kind of, you know, that old, um, that old school 1920s uh, Louise L. Hay kind of Bob, right? And I sometimes sported black fingernail polish. It was kind of goth. You know, I had a black leather jacket and I loved, uh, I had a pair of black Doc Martin boots that I loved to uh, wear. And I was doing a lot of extra work on all kinds of different films and TV shows. And I had a, a casting service that would um, book me for these gigs. And so let's go back to the car accident. Cause I want to explain that for a minute. So the car accident happened. Uh, I believe that my, my brother or Bob both came and got me. I, but they towed my car to, um, vertels, um, which was, um, which was where OJ Simpson's Bronco was taken. And uh, the the tow guy wanted to make sure that I knew that. And I, I kept and, he, and they said it more than once, like, you know, like like it's gonna make me feel better that I've I've totaled a car within twenty minutes of driving it in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, I'm gonna feel better though, that it was that, that it was like because it's infamous because you know this is where OJ's Bronco went to. That's the part that really always got me. So, anyway, Bob and I had a history. Uh, Carrot Top came into town, and he was hanging out with Carrot Top, and I get a phone call from him, and he's like, Terry, I want you to hang out with Carrot Top, and I we're going to be hanging out at the Improv, which is the improvisation on Melrose, the infamous comedy club, the nugget of the improv chain right there on Melrose Avenue, which that was the first comedy club that everyone ever went on stage at, by the way, that I ever did stand-up comedy in a real club, right? And uh so I I'm I'm like you know and I, I was like well you know and I had an early morning shoot like I had to get up really early the next day and I was um an an, an extra for for a show like it was almost like a child's show I think I had to get really early for it and be there like I don't know like I'd be there at 6 a.m. and and and, and this was at this time we didn't have um we didn't have a GPS connected to our phone we had to use the, the Thomas guide to find out where we're going. But I think this place was on like one of the lots, like Paramount or something like that. Anyway, so, you know, I was young then, so I could stay out late, right? If something, you know, there's something you got to do, you got to be, you got to do a show or whatever, you got to get up in the morning, you can just kind of, you can do it, right? And I met them at the improv and hung out, and there was another comedian that was hanging out with, out with us. His name was John Rittenhouse. Uh, John Rittenhouse doesn't have an arm he has like you know and he would have jokes about that all right so he was known but I remember that he just he didn't have an arm but I recognized him because he had done some television too so we're all out at the improv and then uh Carrot Top uh asks us if um if we want to go to um if we want to go to the Viper room with him. All right. Now, now remember this is like 19, you know, 95, 1996. So this is, after river phoenix had died but not too long after he died there and uh because I, I believe he died in 1994 i'm thinking he died in 1994. but pretty sure it's like like around the time but i think it already happened and that was and all i knew about the viper room was that that had happened and that johnny it was johnny depp's club and we all knew that about the viper room uh and i and i was like yeah you know i i the, i, I so I got invited to go to the Viper Room with these guys, and uh, I I I was driving this beat up car. Really, um, I hadn't washed it, and uh, I didn't, you know. So what we decided to do was is is, is carrot top goes come in, park your car in our at my at my um, where they're putting me up at for the Tonight Show. It was like the Bellagio hotel or something like this fancy hotel, you know, I park it there in the valet and, 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 and carrot top covers it. And we end up going to the Viper room and I, I'd never been there before. It was very exciting, but I got to say, it's got the black and white checker blurred uh, that had the white and black checkerboard floor. Right. So we know like, those of you who are in the know, you know what that means. And it was in red and black the decor was red and black. And so you know what that means too. So it has this really red, black, black checkered, but you know, and the lighting, the lighting was real subdued and it was a very cool place, very cool place. And we get in and I think we didn't have to pay to get in because we came in with Carrot Top. You know, it's like the irony is, is that you know, the the more famous, the more money you have, the more money you have to pay your entrance, uh, you at that point, you don't have to pay your entrance anymore. So it means that you have an even more money for you, right? So we go in and we get into this one room where they're, I guess, like one of the rooms where they have bands. And there was a bar in that room. And we were kind of sort of hanging out, you know, near the bar area. And there was a band playing. And I was very fascinated with the lead singer. And they were a very cool band. And I was just kind of like just mesmerized by the lead singer. And I'm thinking, who is this? And I asked somebody, so who is this band? And they go, oh, that's Porno for Pyro. And that was Perry Farrell, which Perry Farrell is the lead singer of Jane's Addiction. I mean, how awesome is that? Like, I did not even know yet exactly who Perry Farrell was, or I hadn't made the connection that he was Jane's addiction, you know, but I just knew that there was something about him that I just couldn't stop watching or so very entertained by. So they're playing, and at some point, I remember us dancing, and there was like this—I don't know—somehow there was a silver star, like it was like like a little star. It was kind of like large, but it was like a, like part of the decor. Silver star, and somehow um, carrot top was passing. It back and forth between he and I as I was dancing with him. And then when people would come up to him and they go carrot top and they would recognize them and they'd say, Oh my God, you're so great. And like, he would be saying, you know, talking to them and everything like just fans and you know, it was very friendly. And then they, and then he would introduce them to, he would, he would introduce them to me and go, this is my wife. <laughs> this is my wife, Terry Joyce. I'm like, Oh, all right, nice to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I thought that was kind of funny. And so the night gets done, and it's probably, you know, uh, we, we leave. It, maybe it is 2 o'clock. Maybe it is around 2 o'clock. I'm not sure. We leave We leave around that time. And we end up uh, – I get invited. I get – guys, you guys want to come back to my hotel room? And I'm like, sure. You know, we can hang out. We can drink wine. We can smoke some weed. We can do, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and I don't know. It, it was me and Bob and him, and, and I was thinking – I wasn't thinking anything like I was going to get hit on in that scenario with the both of them. Right. Uh, and I, I think I might've been under the impression that there maybe was going to be some other people that was going to join us. But anyways, we ended up going up to his room, which was really, really nice. And by the way, it had like, it had like a living room area. And then he had a bed that kind of almost had like this canopy or this shroud around it. Like a, like a, a, a light, um, chiffani type of, Drapey thing around the edges of the bed, right? And so we're in his house, and we have a little bit of weed, and and we and we're drinking some wine, like red wine, because you know I I I like to drink red, red wine, and I think Bob did too, and everything. And so we're sitting there drinking wine, and you know, kind of you know hanging out, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, carrot top says, um, "Do you mind if I masturbate in front of you guys?" and yeah, you know, I was just yeah, you know, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, wait, really? what? do you mean like, what do you mean? What do you mean, what do you mean you went to masturbate in front of us, right? Like you know, and I thought about it. Like I, 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 had this you know thing going on in my head, you know, like you know, it's like it's like it's, I guess I guess maybe that's a little devil or whatever, right? You know, it's like, and I and I was like, okay, I could just be really offended and go, no, I don't want to see you masturbate. Ooh, gross, that's not good. And then part of me said. Why not? Like, this is a great story. Like how often can you tell a story about carrot top asking you to masturbate in front of him? Like, like, this is a, this is an experience. Like I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to have some sort of, like, it's almost like I just wanted to see it, but it wasn't like I, I really wanted to like, you know, participate in it per se. Yeah. So, you know, he has his oil and everything like that. He gets, you know, out on the bed and we're, you know, and, and I'm thinking, like, there's Bob, too. Like, Bob's going to watch, too, right? I mean, Bob's watching, too. I'm watching, too. Like, you know, it's like this kind of thing. And so he gets naked. And it oils himself up. And, by the way, the drapes do match the carpet. And, you know, he's he's going to town, right? And, um, and then... Um, Bob starts hitting on me and grabbing at me. And then they both start like wanting to start making out with me and stuff like that. And then that's at the point where I was just like, okay, I got to go now. I got to, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. You know, I got, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't stay here. Like, I'm like, I I don't like, I never, I never, I never had a threesome at that time. I mean, I'm. I'm like, at that time, I mean, I, I, I have later on in life, but, um, See that's another thing like I'm saying and I and it's like well I'm just being honest um I wouldn't have them again but like I have gone through I I've I've, ta- I've had experiences in my life and so um so I kind of I wigged out and i grabbed my i grabbed my jacket and um you know I, I bolted out of the door and then um i was you know I was at the elevator i was like oh, i gotta get out of here <laughs> it's too much it's too much gotta get i gotta get out of here and i was like you know tapping on the elevator door and i turned around and, and then caretop went out like care top didn't even he didn't even bother to put his pants on all right he didn't bother to put his pants on he went out of the apartment, came up to me as I was, you know, tap, you know, and I turned around there. He was totally naked, no pants on, full on, full on Johnson, you know, straight up. Right. And he's like, what about you and me? What about just you and me? (laughs) He was still trying to make a deal. Right. And I looked at him and I go, no, that's okay. I won't, I won't, I won't tell the uh, Hollywood reporter or anything like that. And, um, but I'll do a podcast many years later on anchor. Um, and then i uh, i went into the um went into the elevator, and um, went down the stairs. All right. So now I'm going to take another break, and I'm going to um, come back and tell you the rest of the carrot top story because there is more. Welcome back to not my rabbit hole with Terry Joyce. So I left you off with uh, being at the Bellagio, uh, you know, smoking a little herb, drinking a little wine not too much. Like we weren't really, you know, I wasn't really all stoned or anything like that. Cause I was pretty conservative about those things still then. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm (laughs) I'm not less now, but there's a point in my life where I had more of a, where I was more wild, but I was never really like an addict, but you know, I, but it was, you know, partaking a little bit uh, in, in, in this. Okay. So uh, then out of the blue, you know, Carrot Top goes, do you mind if I masturbate in front of you? At which point I contemplated it and then I said, sure, why not? And then and then the other thing happened to where, you know, I ran out the door when I realized that they were wanting to have some sort of like uh, guy, on, guy, guy on girl activity. All right, so a couple of days later, um, you know, Bob calls me again says Carrot Top, you know, he's with Carrot Top, come hang out, come, you know, Carrot Top wants to talk to you. Carrot Top is asking, when are you going to fuck him? When are you going to fuck us? Or whatever, something like that. When are you going to fuck us? And I, you know, I laughed. I know this all sounds really crude, but you have to realize, like, back then, and even, even so now with me, like, you know, we, we comedians will joke with each other like that. And now we live in, the, in a time where it's like, oh, that's sexual. That's sexual, uh, you know, harassment. That's like, you know, either really we were not. I was not in a work situation with Carrot Top. I, I was simply hanging out by proxy. Yeah, I was another comedian, but we weren't working a club together. It was like we happened to be in the same industry. He was obviously much, much bigger than I was. Or, or will ever be, really. I mean, I shouldn't say that will ever be. But right now, I mean, people know Carrot Top They as a comedian. They don't, you know, when my name comes up, you don't go, oh, yeah, comedian like his does. You know, I mean, there's some circles that know, right? Or, I, you know, there's I, I was on television a little bit, you know, for last comic standing, whatever. I did make somewhat of a mark. But no, like Carrot Top. I mean, Carrot Top is... He lives in Vegas. Like, he's a Vegas staple. You know, he's like... He's almost like, you know... Uh, what's that other guy? That, uh, you know, like all the big stars up there. Uh, oh, I'm, I i can't... I'm trying to... I, I see his face right now. Um, he was a... I can't remember his name. Ah! Okay, but you know, like Celine, Celine Dion. And, I mean, I don't know, she doesn't live there. But there's some stars that they just... Go and they just become like a, 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 a like a part of this of the strip, the Vegas strip. And Carrot Top is one of those people. I mean, I'm pretty sure Carrot Top just lives there, and that's uh, like he's making a shitload of money, and he's playing at all these clubs, and he's a big star, and he's you know he's just going to be, uh, you know, pretty much a, a a Vegas icon, like a staple of Vegas. If you go to Vegas, you're gonna you might go and see Carrot Top. Ah. Uh, which you know, a lot of people w- might go, ooh, you know. I mean, I'm I'm really not. I don't really like Vegas that much. I mean, I've, I've, I'm I'm not into gambling. It's got a weird energy. Um, you know, the audiences. I I, I don't want to sound snobby, but I never really thought that they were all that savvy <laughs> in Vegas. Like they would be in say other parts of the United States. M- m- mainly the the um, Anyway, that's just my analysis. It's just a different kind of uh, energy there, and uh, you know, a lot of seediness go there. I mean, you know, the, there's a reason why it, it, it's it's depicted in in this in uh, I guess what is that movie? The standard, not the standard, but the the um, Stephen King book, right? You know, it's it, like there, it, where Satan lives in Vegas. Well, of course he does. You know, there was that motto, like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So they called me again, and they wanted to hang out again. And I hung out with them again. And this time it was more like one-on-one with, like, Carrot Top really wanted me at that time. Like, he, it was like, well, he didn't get me the first night. So he's like, well, maybe I'm, you know, and Bob was out of the picture. It was like, hey, maybe you and I are going to hook up now. And... I have to admit there was something about carrot top that I did find attractive at that time. Like, like he was really thin and his skin was kind of translucent. And his hair was, there was just something I, I thought that there was something beautiful about him in, and I guess in the, in an offbeat way. Right. Um, and I mean, compared to what he's done now to his body compared to what he, you know, I don't know if he's taken steroids. The um, I, I've seen articles where he denies having any type of plastic surgery. It's almost like he's turned into this muscular human clown. I don't know. Like I, I think this happens to people who are entertainers and in the public eye when they're when they don't feel good about their body uh, or they or maybe just even I mean look Carrot top was probably that kid that got beat up in in elementary school and I I can identify with that because I was a kid that got picked on in, in elementary school because I wear a back brace and you know other reasons I mean they you know I mean sometimes we become funny. Because because we are that person. And he really, he really marketed himself. I mean, he automatically looks like a clown. And uh, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, he's he certainly worked in his favor, but I did, I did think that there was a certain type of beauty about him. And had the circumstances been different. Where our initial meeting hadn't been like, oh, do you mind Mind if I masturbate in front of you? And it wasn't this sort of just this out of context, sexual experience that involved more than one person, which I definitely wasn't ready for. Um, I was more into maybe getting to know somebody and date somebody and having more of like a a type of a relationship type deal. And uh, so I hung out with him and he, and I was, you know, in his room and we were, we were kissing and whatever. And um, yeah, and, and I was having a conversation with him about how, when I, 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 Cause I read, I said, well, I read in Rolling Stones, uh, magazine that you, you know, you get all these women and every night you're just like a rock star. You can get any woman you want and this and that. And I said, you know, I mean, I'm another comic. This is how I looked at it. It's like, I'm another comedian. And even though like I'm not as well known at that time, I didn't have a million dollars for doing it. And I wasn't, you know, hadn't just been on the tonight show. I thought, and I still do feel this way, that I'm just as talented and gifted as, as, as Carrot Top is. Okay. And I don't, I don't have to sleep with him just because I, you know, for whatever reason, I'm I'm not going to sleep with him because I think he's going to do me a favor because I'm not that kind of girl. And I don't, and personally, I don't think that when when it comes to me being a comedian or being an artist or a writer or anything that I'm doing, I don't have to screw anybody for that. My talent stands alone. I don't have to compromise myself because I've been gifted. I mean, because I have this ability. Cause I'm just as good. I work just as hard as anybody else does. So I don't have to, I don't have to be naked. I don't have to let you enter my body. Cause I deserve to have it on my own. And I believe, I believe that is I, I felt that I had that more. That's my moral fiber about it. Like I'm funny. I, you know, I'm good at what I do. I'm talented. I don't have to compromise myself and sleep with Carrot Top. And then, you know, somewhere in the back of your mind, you're going, and he's a prop comic. Like, no matter how you go along, you, yeah, but he's a prop comic. You know, I'm not a prop comic, although I've used props for whatever reason uh, within a bit before. But, but, you know, I don't, but I can do the joke without the prop. You know, can you do the joke, joke without the prompt? You need the prop to do the joke. I mean, I guess in a sense, I, I I might even have an attitude too about it. Like, you know, I mean, maybe if 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 Carrot Top wasn't a prop comic, you know, maybe if he was Bill Hicks, it would have been different. All right. But he wasn't. Okay. Right. And if he was Bill Hicks, I'm not sure. I don't think Bill Hicks would like go, hey, mind if I masturbate in front of you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm laughing about it now. And maybe, maybe someone might listen to me and they go, Oh, well, that's because I'm just screwed up. And I, and this is the only way I can deal with and The whole thing's just an abusive thing. It should never really happen and blah, 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 blah. Right. I mean, I'm sure that I'm hearing some sort of like moral judgment, even as I tell the story, but you know, I posted something on Facebook today and I said, I have a past And I have, and I, I've earned the right to talk about it. (laughs) You know, you don't have to listen if you don't want to, but you know, when you're, when you're creating, you know, if if I, if I was writing the story, if I took this story and made it a creative fiction, I could make it a creative fiction piece if I wanted to. And it would be, it would be somewhat documented, you know, like let's not judge the the art, if you want to call this art, spoken word or whatever, the retelling of of of, of, of a of a sordid tale. But I'm saying it because it, it's an examination on on uh, on my own sexuality and my own thoughts and what I and what I do think is moral. And that I just didn't want to give it up to him. I just didn't want to give my body over to him, even though. I did find him attractive at that time. Like he almost, I almost contemplated it, but I couldn't just let it happen. I'm like, no, I don't want to give myself to you because I, I won't matter to you. I don't matter to you and i guess i guess that's the main reason why i just you know thought well i'm gonna have this experience i'm gonna peek, peek into this i've dipped my toe in the bathtub and now i'm gonna dip my toe out of it and knock out the door and that's basically what i did and i never really saw him again i had some interaction with him like on um i said some interaction with him uh like on uh on um, social media, my space, some communication with a my Now, why, why am I saying this? Why am I bringing the story up? I kind of like in a way, you know, it's almost like I want to put it to rest because I have talked about it. Um, because Stephen Cambion has brought it up on his show on truth seekers. And then like when he was on my round table, he brought it up and I, and people, what's well, the carrot top story. And I figure I just might as well get it out in the open and just kind of talk about it. Um, you know, in, 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 in reflection. Now the irony of this, the irony of this is that, um, one time when I was living in Pasadena, California, I was at, uh, Domenico's, which was a club. It's not open anymore. We used to do, it was a karaoke night. I love to do karaoke and it was on Monday nights. And a lot of the different actors and stuff like that, the staff people, um, and staff people, when I mean staff people that were um, waiters, because a lot of us were waiters and we worked at the, we were the artists and the actors and the comedians and the musicians that were, had a, our day job was, you know, was a, was a, a waiting tables. And then on Monday nights when we got done, we would all get out and we'd go and we, we, we'd we do karaoke and and have just a great time uh, on a Monday night. And it just so happened that it was Domenico's Christmas party. And there's this one woman in, one guy bought me a glass of wine, and then and then um, this woman came up, and she was an attractive woman. She was very pretty, and um, but she was hitting on me, right? Uh, and uh, you know, this this one guy, I, I asked for a white zinfandel, and he you know he bought me a white zinfandel. And then I came back, and she the girl came up to me, and she says, "Oh, why don't you come down with it? You can come where the Christmas party is. Like, come down with us where the Christmas party is." I was like, okay, and she goes, "I'll buy you a drink." And she goes, "Well, I go, well, you know, he just bought me. Uh, uh, goes, what did he buy you?" And I go, oh, well, it's "A white Zimt Del." And she goes, "Is that what you really want?" And I said, "No, I'd really rather have a martini." <laughs> oh, it was, you know, I was wild, and and she goes, "Okay, I'll buy you a martini." So I went downstairs, and then you, you could go downstairs. It's called the dugout. There's another band there, and I was hanging out with this girl, and she starts telling me this story where she's in her hometown, which it might've been like, I think it was like near South Carolina or North Carolina, near where he was from. And he was at a gay club. She was, you know, Carrot Top was at a gay club one time and then he hit on me. And I go, he hit on me too. And that was a weird connection. That was a weird connection to me that he had hit on another woman and that he was in a gay club and then he hit on that woman and then that woman was hitting on me. Like, what is the, what are the odds of that? And that is a tale that could only be told in Hollywood, California. <laughs> All right. So that's a carrot top story. I hope that didn't offend anybody too much. If you did, well, my apologies. I sh- I guess I should have um, given it a warning. I think I'm going to put this particular episode and I'm going to schedule it as explicit language and topic because it's an edgy piece. Uh, and in the end, I wish Carrot Top the best. And um, and I and I don't mean to um, put any judgment on him. And I'm not putting any judgment on myself. This happened what thirty years ago? What is it like twenty? Like wait, 1990? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is it 30 years or is it 20, 20? I don't know. I guess I like, where's my calculator. Anyway, I should go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please like and share. Please follow me here on anchor or wherever you're hearing me follow my podcast, you know, hit the subscribe button. If you hear me on YouTube, give me a like and a subscribe on YouTube. And if you'd like to support my channel, you can become a regular subscriber. On Anchor with a monthly donation. There's different levels that you can donate on. Um, I'm at PayPal at HollywoodHemptress at gmail.com if you want to make a one time donation. And also check out my Patreon at, you know, Patreon slash NotMyRabbitHole and my website at NotMyRabbitHole.com. All right. Good morning. Good night. God bless.